check one, two. I'm going to do it now. Joshua has served as an associate pastor at Countryside Bible since January 2021. Having served as an associate pastor since May of 19, 2019, he assists in shepherding the sojourners class at the beginnings young married group and provides leadership to a variety of, variety of Countryside's ministries, including first impression and the membership and baptism classes. He also serves on the conference committee and manages a variety of administrative tasks for the church. Joshua graduated with an associate degree of nursing in December 2012 and a Bachelor of Science in Nursing in May 2016. He worked for four years as a clinical care nurse before becoming pastoral intern at Countryside in July 2017. In the summer of 2020, Joshua graduated with his MDiv, Master's of Divinity, uh, from the Distance Seminary, Dallas Distance location of the Master's Seminary. Joshua and his wonderful wife, Erin, have one daughter, Alice. With, all with, with this said, uh, please welcome our speaker for tonight, Joshua Scarborough. Well, that makes sense why I'm tired all the time. All that stuff I've been doing. I don't even know what half that stuff is that I'm in charge of. That's a bummer. All right. Somebody make me feel good by reminding me what our theme is for this weekend. Go. Wrong. Thank you for trying. Next. Perfect. Somebody tell me what we studied this morning. Think about it now. All right, somebody tell me something you learned from this morning. Oh, now it gets harder, doesn't it? Nico, you gonna you gonna you gonna do it? What you got? God made you. Yes, excellent. Anything else? In the back. Sorry, you're gonna have to be louder. Yep, God's gonna judge every sin. God's in control. One more. Kate. God appointed a Savior for us. Thank goodness, right? So, talking about a tree, right? You see one of these big old massive trees, big around? What happens if it's a big tree, huge tall thing, and no roots? What happens? Falls apart, it dies, it's dead. There's nothing there, right? There's no support system. In the same way, these songs that we were just singing about who Jesus is, what he's done for us, how we are forgiven through the blood of Christ. If you don't have that, what we're going to talk about tonight and tomorrow, you're never going to be able to do that. You understand? Even if you are the, the kindest, nicest, most moral person out there, if you are not in Christ, you will never do these well. That's why we said that the relationship with God, that's the root. That's what's holding everything together. Okay? But... That doesn't mean that the things we're going to talk about tonight and tomorrow are not important. Okay? They are. So tonight, somebody want to tell me what our theme is for tonight? Relationship with your parents. Okay? Now, we moved up the tree. We're talking about the trunk. And we're not talking about this little measly, you know, you just planted it last year and it's kind of like growing this way. Okay? Not one of those trees. A big, healthy structure of a tree. Okay? Why am I saying that the trunk of a tree is like your family? Well, it's because God has designed that that is the main part of your life right now. That is what is holding your life in, you know, together in, in one direction, okay? Your family life, how you submit to your parents and relate to your parents, that is going to drive what the rest of your life looks like, okay? So, we are talking about the trunk of a tree now. Now, I have a daughter. She's four and a half, okay? And so we're starting to play games with her, and so we have this card game that we play. 
The whole point of the game is to get the lowest number of points, and all the low cards are green, so you want green cards. All the high cards are red, so you don't want red cards. It's just that simple, okay? You want green cards, not red cards. Like, that's it. And she gets it. She knows how to play. But every now and then we'll be playing, and a card will come up that she could take, and she's like, no, I'm going to take another one. And she'll take another one. And we'll be like, Alice, why aren't you taking the good card that would help you? She's like, I just want to take another one. No reason. It's not going to be good for her. It's not going to be good for her winning the game. She doesn't even know, really know why she's doing it. She just doesn't want to do the thing that she knows she's supposed to do. So let me get really, really real with you guys. How many times have your parents asked you to do something and you have not done it or done something different just because you wanted to do something else? Like Alice when she chooses the wrong card in the card game. She just chooses it. Why? Because I want to do that one. Well, that's kind of convicting, isn't it? Because half the time when we disobey our parents, that's the reason. Well, why are you disobeying your parents? Well, Mom, I have a really good reason why I'm disobeying you right now. I've thought it through. This is what's, this is what's going on. No, it's just because you don't feel like it, right? That's the issue. So, the question is, is the Bible okay with you not obeying your parents because you don't feel like it? Anybody want to venture a guess? Yes, Taylor? Great answer, Taylor. All right, let's move on. We're going to just go to session three since you guys got this one figured out, okay? Wrong. All right, our theme for session two. Here's the theme. God is pleased when you obey and honor your parents. God is pleased when you obey and honor your parents. You need to write that down. You need to get your Bible out. You need to turn to Ephesians chapter 6. If you don't have a Bible or your Bible is under your seat, then you need to pick up your Bible and turn to Ephesians chapter 6. All right? You got a Bible? All right. Let's get a man a Bible. Anybody? Anybody? Andre? You got an extra Bible? Perfect. There we go. Somebody. Anybody. There we go. Ephesians chapter 6, everybody. Here we go. All right. So, pop quiz. Who wrote the book of Ephesians? Paul. Where did he write this letter to? Ephesus or the Ephesians. Excellent work. Okay. Paul wrote this letter in chapter 5. It tells us that he is writing that he wants them to be careful how they walk, and he wants them to walk by the Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit. He wants them to walk in a way... I got a little loud on me, sorry. Um, he wants them to walk in such a way that they are pleasing God by walking in the way that the Spirit wants them to walk. And then he's going to define some categories for them. And all of these categories have to do with someone who's in authority and someone who's in submission to that authority. So the first section he talks about husbands and wives. And he says, in the home, I want the husbands to be the loving leaders. I want the wives to be the humble helpers. And he defines what that looks like and how they should treat each other. Then he comes to children. And he says, I want the parents to be the kind parents, teaching their children. I want the children to honor and obey their parents. And then he's going to talk about slaves and masters. I want the people who are in charge in the jobs to do this, and the people who are slaves and who are working to do this. Okay? All of it in authority structure. So, just to be clear, when we're talking tonight, children and parents... You are not here. You are under your parents. Okay? That's what we're talking about. You are under authority, and Paul wants you to live out your life with your parents so that you are under their authority in a way that reflects the Spirit of God. Okay? Any of you guys know the fruit of the Spirit? 
Somebody tell me one fruit of the Spirit. Somebody tell me another one. Yes. You guys know the fruit of the Spirit. You can do that all the time. How about that? How about you love your parents and are joyful when they tell you to do stuff and are faithful and kind and gentle and have self-control? That would be awesome. How about you submit to your parents in a way that reflects the fruit of the Spirit? Cool? All right, we're getting somewhere. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Everybody in Ephesians chapter 6, I'm going to read the first three verses, and this is what we're going to work through tonight. Ready? Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Okay? Now you look at those verses. Verse 1 has one command, children, obey your parents. Verse 2 has a second command, honor your father and mother. So, our outline, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the two commands that Paul gives to children. Okay? Honor and obey. So, number one is obey your parents because it is right. Obey your parents because it is right. Now, he starts off and he says, this command is for children. Now, some people want to say, oh, well, that only means like little kids. That's just like, you know, five and under. Those kids, they, they should obey, but, but I'm an adult. I'm like almost 14, okay? Now, children means that you live in your parents' house and you eat their food and you sleep in their bed. Okay? Not like their bed, but the bed that they bought for you. Okay, Maybe you sleep in your parents' bed. I don't know. That's between y'all and your parents. Okay, But here's the deal. As long as you are under your parents' house where they are providing and taking care of you, you are children here. Okay, You are children that need to follow these commands. So first command, what is it? It's on the screen. You can do it. Obey your parents. Okay, So the question is, what does it mean to obey. Well, I think it means that I should obey sometimes. Wrong. Okay? Obey. Here's some here's some ideas, okay? Ready? Obey means to follow instructions. It means to be subject to. It means to listen and hear. It means to hearken to. That's a fun one, okay? To respond to. Alright? Obeying. To follow instructions. Alright. You guys ever remember that story? where Jesus was in the boat, and he was really tired, and so he, he what? He fell asleep in the bottom of the boat. And then what happened while they were crossing the, the sea there? There was a big storm, okay? And then what happened to Jesus in the storm? Remember? Anybody? Anybody? Commanded the storm to stop, okay? Now, listen, listen really close. I'm, I'm going to read this verse for you. Listen really close. They were fearful and amazed, saying to each other, Who is this that he commands the winds and the water, and they obey him? Okay? So let's think of for a minute, what does obey mean? Well, it says the wind and the water obeyed Jesus. Okay? Now, I'm going to read the verse about what actually happened, and you tell me some things you see here, okay? They said, Master, Master, we are perishing. They woke him up. He got up and he rebuked the wind and the surging waves, and they stopped, and it became calm. So what does it seem like obeying means in that context? They listened to him. Good start. 
Somebody else. They did it. Okay. What else? Okay. They followed the instructions that were given. Okay. They did not grumble, as far as we could tell. The waves did not say anything back. What? They were quick. Anybody else? It says, they stopped and it became calm. Did they kind of stop? Did they stop a little bit? Did they stop when he counted to three? Did the waves stop and then start up again? No. It seems like when they obeyed Jesus' command, they obeyed it immediately, completely, and with a good attitude, of course, because, you know, they didn't confess. So now let's jump back to the children obey your parents kind of thing. Children obey your parents. Does that mean you obey sometimes? Does it mean you obey when they count to three? Does it mean they obey when they are in a boat and they have been sleeping and they get woken up because there's a storm? That's the only time you have to obey. It just, no. It kind of means you have to obey your parents. Amazing, right? And I see how most of you can't keep eye contact with me right now. And I totally get that. Uh, I'm kind of there too, okay? It kind of says children obey your parents. Even when you don't feel like it. Even when it's hard. Even when they ask you something that you feel like you shouldn't have to do, you still obey. Now notice that it says, children obey your parents in the Lord. Now it says your parents, okay? It doesn't say my parents. It doesn't say your neighbor's parents. Why do you think it's important that he said, children obey your parents? Sir? Yeah, I'm, uh, I like those parents better, so I'm going to listen to them this time, Right? I'm going to let this kid do whatever. I'm going to go to their house, okay? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. All right? So now here's another question. Tell me an example where you might have to obey someone else's parents. Okay, so you're under someone else's house at that point, okay? You're an orphan. That would be why? Okay, depending on the situation. Sure, okay. Hey, there we, that's what we're looking for. I knew somebody would get there. What if, what if, what if your mom and dad said, we are willing to pay for you to go with someone else for a weekend and have fun with your friends and hear teaching from the Bible about how you should listen to us. And we will pay for you to go with Hyundai and Brandon over there. And they have our authority to do that. Maybe you should submit to your parents' authority by submitting to the people they've told you to submit to. How about that? Somebody give me an example where you shouldn't listen to someone else's parents because it says children obey your parents. Somebody. If they are telling you to sin, that is a bad idea, okay? What if I came to you and I was like, hey, whatever your parents say, like, you really don't have to go to bed until, like, at least midnight. Any ideas? Should you listen to me? I'm a, pa- I'm a pastor, after all. No. Am I your parent? No. Am I asking you to do something that's under their authority and their house and they've already decided? 
Yeah, don't listen to me. You listen to what? Children obey, you know, what does it say right there? Children obey your parents, okay? You are under your parents' authority. Children obey your parents. Now, let's keep moving. We've got to move through this. Children obey your parents in the Lord. Children obey your parents in the Lord, okay? Now, some people say, well, that means you only have to obey if the child is a Christian. Well, I mean, until you're a Christian, you can't really obey anyway. So once you become a Christian, then that's your responsibility to obey your parents. Well, that might work, except that it wants children, all of them, to obey. Okay? Well, it says, okay, so maybe what it means is, well, you only have to obey your parents if your parents are Christians. If your parents aren't Christians, you might not know if they're telling you to do good things or not. Well, again, that doesn't work because the authority structure is still there. You're, they're still your parents, whether they're Christians or not. Now, can they tell you to sin? Don't do that. You obey God first. But if they're your parents and they love you and they're taking care of you and they ask you to do something, you know what you get to do? You get to obey. So what does it mean that we're obeying in the Lord? Well, again, we are obeying as if the Lord is our master and we're responding to him, not responding to our parents. Okay. So when you disobey your mom, just realize you're not really disobeying your mom. You are disobeying God. God is the one who is ultimately in charge. You guys remember the story of the prodigal son, right? There were two sons, and the younger one was like, this place is junk. I want my money, and I'm out. He takes the inheritance, he runs away, and he wastes all his money, right? What, you remember what's happening to him when he kind of comes to his senses? What's happening? Yeah, he's feeding pigs, and guess what? He was jealous because <laughs> the pigs were eating, and he wasn't. And he's like, oh, man, getting hungry, and this pig slop is starting to look really good. And he's like, you know, I could probably, like, work for my dad and it'd be better than this. So he goes home. But do you remember the first thing he says to his dad when he gets back? Anybody remember? This is instructive. I have sinned in your sight. But he says one thing first, and this is the key. He says, I have sinned against heaven and against you. He got that he was sinning against God before he was even sinning against his dad. When you guys are relating to your parents, here's the key. Listening? Everybody with me? It matters that you understand you are under God's authority first and under God, your parents' authority because God has placed you there. Remember we talked about earlier, God made you who you are when you are where you are. God put you in that family for a reason. He gave you your parents or he gave your parents you, one way or the other, however you want to think about it. But you're in the family for a reason, and therefore you need to respond well, okay? Now, there's a commentary that says this. Your obedience should flow not only from your love for your parents, but especially from your reverence for the Lord Jesus Christ. And then another one says this. In the Lord, it means that children are to obey as the Lord would expect them to obey. So here's something to think about. The next time your mom asks you to do something, and you do it, and you kind of do it, you do it with grumbling. You should think, I wonder if Jesus was standing here right now, if he would say, that was a great way to obey. You did exactly what I want you to do. If not, you've got a problem. Because children are to obey their parents in the Lord, as to the Lord. You are obeying the Lord first. And just so you know, this is what all Christians are called to do, is to obey Jesus Christ in everything. 1 Peter 1, 2 According to the foreknowledge of God the Father, who obeyed Jesus Christ, 
2 Corinthians 10 says that we should submit our thoughts into obedience to Christ. All Christians are to obey Christ, and you know how you obey Christ mainly? It's to obey your mom and dad. That's how it is. So, here's our application. You're like, you've been sitting there preaching this whole time. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Tell me what to do, Pastor. Here it is. Obey your parents. You're like, I already know that. No, really. Obey your parents. And then all those things we said, listening to them, responding quickly, obeying, like actually doing it, doing it completely, doing it quickly, doing it respectfully, all of that. Obeying your parents. Just like when Jesus says the waves are going to stop, they stop. And your mom says, take out the trash, you take out the trash. And then like nobody's taking out trash in the history of taking out trash. Okay? You are the best at taking out trash because you're obeying your mom. Here's another thing. This is interesting. Does anybody know what language the Old Testament was written in? Most of it? A little bit of it. Who has the right answer? What's that? Hebrew. What would you say? You shouted it out. Whoa. No, I'm just kidding. Hebrew, okay? You want to know what's interesting about Hebrew? The normal word for obey in Hebrew is Shema. You're like, I kind of heard that word before. Why? Because it means to hear. <laughs> they didn't have a word for obeying. They had a word for listening. That's kind of been instructive with your relationship with your parents. Why is half the time you don't obey? Because you weren't listening to them. One of the ways that you obey your parents really, really well is you pay attention and you listen to them. Okay? Your parents are not bad communicators, all of them. Some of them actually tell you what to do sometimes. And if you would listen, you would obey really well. Okay? So we need to have you guys to obey your parents, to listen to your parents, to pay attention. Don't make your parents repeat themselves. Okay? Don't make them come and ask you two or three times to get something done that you know. Don't interrupt them while they're talking to other people or talking to one of your siblings. Don't get distracted while they're talking to you and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, what, what? Okay. Half the time when you're disobeying your parents and you're not doing exactly what they ask, because you're just not putting in the effort to pay attention, right? And if you would just discipline your mind a little bit and listen, you'd be in great shape, okay? So the question is, if I would have asked all of you guys before we started the lesson, do you think the Bible says you should obey your parents? I bet you, to a man, every single one of you would have said yes. So the question is not, I am answering for you, is not should you obey your parents? The question I want to answer for you is why? Why does the Bible say that you should obey your parents? Well, there's a couple of reasons in our text here in Ephesians, but I want to give you a couple other reasons, okay? Number one, because a not obeying is bad, okay? Or we might say this, not obeying is sin, okay? Let me, let me read a couple of verses to you. You just listen to these, ready? In Romans chapter 1, God is giving a list of all the people who have rejected God and they're not going to inherit the kingdom of heaven. Listen to some of these things. They're slanderers. They are haters of God. They are insolent. They're arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil. These are like supervillains. They're disobedient to parents. Wait, what? So, sorry, sorry. You said these people are arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, and then you said disobedient to parents, as if that's a bad thing. It is. All right, listen to this list. In 2 Timothy 3, he's talking about how when we get towards the end times, when Jesus is going to come back, the world's going to get worse and worse and worse. 
And you know how you're going to know it gets worse and worse and worse? Is because people are going to be like this. They're going to be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, ungrateful, unholy, disobedient to parents. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me we're going to know the apocalypse is coming because people aren't listening to their parents. The answer is yes. In Deuteronomy chapter 21, verses 18 to 21, here's the law, the Old Testament law for children, okay? If a man has a son who is stubborn and rebellious, and he will not obey his father or his mother when they chastise him, and he won't even listen to them, they should seize him, take him to the elders of the city at the gateway of the town, and they'll tell the elders of the city, this son of ours is stubborn and rebellious, and he will not obey and what should they do to him? Does anybody know? Good try. Nope. Taylor? They should stone him to death. Does anybody know what stoning is? Okay? They put you in a pit. They take one of these big rocks that multiple guys have to pick up, and they pin you to the ground under that big rock, and then they take smaller rocks like baseballs, and they throw them at your body until you are dead. Okay? That's what stoning is, and that's what would happen if you disobeyed your parents in the Old Testament. Okay? One more. Deuteronomy 27, verses 15 and 16. I want you to listen to the two things that God contrasts as really, really bad things that He doesn't like. Number one, God says, Cursed is the man who makes an idol or a molten image. And everyone in the, the congregation said, Amen. They agreed. God says, Cursed is the one who makes idols. And they said, We agree. That is bad. Secondly, God says, Cursed is he who dishonors his father and mother. And everyone said, Amen. I hope that you are getting with me that disobeying your parents is a problem. Okay? Sometimes, we all grow up in church, and we get this idea in our head that there are some sins that are really bad, and there are some sins that are kind of bad, and there are some sins that are they're a little bad. And over here is people like murderers, right? You don't want to be a murderer. And then there's people here that like steal cars. You don't want to steal cars. There's people over here that are like me, that are very nice most of the time. And that one time I disobeyed my dad. But here's the problem. God says those things are all sins. And in the Bible, God has said that those things make him just as angry as people who worship idols and do all kinds of other horrible things. Obeying your parents matters. Okay? That's what I'm trying to get. And I promise you it's going to get happier from here on out. Okay? But I'm trying to press on you the weight that obeying or disobeying your parents is not something you get to decide. Okay? This is what God has said for you to do. This matters. It matters to God how you respond to your parents. Okay? So, one of the reasons you should obey is because not obeying is bad. Okay? They would stone you. Now, we can't stone you anymore. Okay? We don't do that. You're probably safe. Maybe. Some of you. Looking. All right. I don't know. I don't know how y'all treat your kids back here. Just saying. You're probably safe from stoning. But disobeying your mom and dad is sin. Secondly, what's another reason why you should obey? Well, here's another one. Because Jesus was our example. <laughs> Jesus obeyed. Did you realize that? Jesus, who is God, the eternal person, second person of the Trinity, he obeyed. Luke 2.51, he obeyed his human parents. When they came down to Nazareth to live, it says he continued in subjection to them. 
how easy would it have been for Jesus, who is God, by the way, to tell his human mom and dad, who are sinful, by the way, hey, I think I know more than you. I think I've got this one. For him to disrespect his mom and dad and disobey them. But guess what? He didn't. And by the way, you're not Jesus. Okay? So the standard for you is, is for you to obey. In Philippians 2, verse 8, it says that Jesus obeyed God. He became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus obeyed his Father so that you and I can be free from our sins. Aren't you thankful that someone obeyed their dad? Yeah, come on, that was actually pretty good. All right, Romans 5.19. Through one man's disobedience, everyone was made sinners. Through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. Jesus obeyed on our behalf. And Hebrews 5.8 says that he was a son. He learned obedience from the things which he suffered. He grew up just like you guys did. And his body grew up. And his mind grew up. And he learned things. Now, he was always the eternal second person of the Trinity filling the universe. But his human nature was like y'all. Except he was sinless. So he wasn't like y'all. Okay? Because he was sinful. Like me. Jesus grew up and he obeyed his father. He learned how to do that. So, those are two answers why you should obey your parents. One, because disobeying is sin. And two, because Jesus shows us how to obey. But there's a third answer for why you should obey. And it's right here in chapter 6, verse 1. Somebody want to tell me what it is? Oh, it's because Joe's on my line. Never mind. Somebody that's not these two? Because it's right. So why should you obey your parents? This is an easy one. Because it's the right thing to do. Because it's right. So what does it mean that it's right? Well, that word right, it means fair and righteous and equitable. This is the good thing to do. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 7, Paul is writing and he says, It's only right for me to feel this way about you all. This is, this is the natural good thing for me to feel about you. Okay? So for you, you kids, how are you going to obey your mom and dad? It's the right thing to do. You should do it. Now, one of the commentaries reminds us that this is how the world works. It is the God-given duty for parents to be in charge and for kids to obey and to expect them to obey. Okay? Matthew Henry, he's one of the commentaries, he says, this is right. There's a natural equity to it. It's the order of nature that parents command and children obey. So why is it right that you obey your kids? Because God made it that way. Because God designed it that way. And if God had made it to where parents, uh, you know, kids should be in charge and parents should submit to them, then that would be the right thing to do. But He didn't. God made it to where children submit and obey their parents. Okay? In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8, this is what Solomon writes. The wisest man that ever lived besides Jesus. He said, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are a graceful wreath for your head and ornaments about your neck. You're like, I don't, I don't even care what that means. Here's what he's saying. If you listen to your mom and dad, if you obey them, if you listen to what they're trying to teach you, it is victory for you, and it's like having jewels. It's like having valuable possessions. It is good for you to take the things that your parents give you, that they're trying to teach you. Proverbs 6.20 says it again. My son, observe the commandment of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. I know most of your parents, not all of them, but all the ones that I know, they actually love you, they actually care for you, and they actually want you to learn things that will be helpful for you. You should listen. 
You should understand what they're trying to say. And here's the best part. What's the last reason we should obey our parents? Colossians 3.20, Children, be obedient to your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. You know the real reason why you should obey your mom and dad? Because God wants you to. Because it's pleasing to Him when you obey your parents. Alright? So that's our first command. Somebody want to tell me what our first command is? Prove to me that you're all awake after your lasagna. William? Obey your parents. Why? Because it is right. It is the right thing to do. Somebody want to tell me what our second command is going to be? Nico? Honor your father and mother. Why? Because it is good. Honor your father and mother because it is good. 6-2. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. Now, does anyone know what he is quoting in this verse? Paul is quoting from somewhere. The Ten Commandments. Anybody want to know what chapter the Ten Commandments is in the Bible? I don't know. Say it with confidence. Exodus 22. Close. Exodus 20. You actually had it until you finished the sentence. Okay? Exodus 20. Paul is quoting from Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5.16. Honor your father and your mother. So the question is, do you think it's important that we honor our father and mother? We decided obeying is important because if not, you're going to get stoned. Okay? Obeying seems to be important. So the question is, is honoring also important or is it kind of kind of important. Anybody have a guess? You just want to guess? Taylor, guess? It's important. Great job, Taylor. It is important, okay? Leviticus 19.2. I'm going to prove to you that it's important. Listen what things are next to each other, okay? Leviticus 19.2 and 3. God says, you will speak to all the people of Israel. You will say, you shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. What's the first command he gives after telling them they all have to be holy? Every one of you shall reverence his mother and his father. You're like, he didn't throw up, like, Sabbath worship. No, that's number three. He didn't throw up, like, not killing anybody. No, no, no. The number one thing he says after you need to be holy in your lives is what? You should honor your mom and dad. That's how important it is to God. So then, now the question is, what does honoring mean? Okay? Everyone turn to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. Now, that word honor, when he says honor your father and mother, has the idea of, of valuing them and respecting them and understanding how much they are worth to you. Okay? Now, in Matthew chapter 15, he's talking to the Pharisees. Jesus is. Look at verse 3. He answered and he said to them, Why do you transgress the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and mother. There's the command we're looking at. And he says, He who speaks evil of father and mother is to be put to death. But you say, Whoever says to his father or mother, whatever I have that would help you has been given to God. He is not to honor his father or mother, and by this you invalidated the word of God for the sake of your tradition. Okay, do you see what he said there? Let me explain it to you. Some people, when their mom and dad were getting older, they would have this money from their job, and they would say, hey, I could take care of my mom and dad and buy them food and get them a place to stay. Or I could say that I was going to give it to the temple and giving it to God. That's a good thing, right? 
Well, here's the problem. They didn't actually have to give it to the temple. They just had to say they were going to give it to the temple. And then they could do with it whatever they wanted. And the priest would say, oh, yeah, as long as you say you're going to give it to the temple and give us a little bit, we'll say you don't have to take care of your mom and dad. And God says, what is wrong with you? You're invalidating the command that you should take care of your mom and dad when they get old, and you're pretending to serve me by pretending to give money to the temple. Okay? God's angry that they're not taking care of their mom and dad. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. But notice, look at verse 7 and 8. You hypocrites, rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. Look at that. What does he say is involved in honoring? There's two body parts that are in that verse that he talks about. The people honors me with what? With their lips, but their heart is far from me. So, all right, let's think about this. Everybody with me? Everybody here? Let's think about this for a minute. What does it mean that you honor your mom and dad? It means that it has something to do with your lips, and it has something to do with your heart. Okay? What do you think it has to do with your lips? What does that mean, how you can honor your mom and dad? Okay, so you actually tell them and respond to them when they ask you to do things. Okay, what else? What else can your lips do that would honor your parents? Yeah, how you talk to them. That might be important. Okay, we're going to come back to that. Hold tight. All right, what else? How you talk about them. That is also important, isn't it? Okay, what do you think it means when it says their heart is far from me? How do you think your heart is involved when we're talking about honoring your parents? Yeah, actually wanting to do that. Anybody else? Okay. Yeah, your heart is your true desires on the inside of you, right? It's going to show what you actually love and what you actually want to do. So what if you say, okay, fine, I'll obey and honor my parents on the outside, and I'm going to hate my mom and dad on the inside. That's good enough for God. Is that what he says? Wrong answer. Okay, Their heart is far from me, and he knows that their heart is far from them. Just so you know, if you hate your mom and dad in your heart, God knows that. Okay, God wants both your lips and your heart involved in honoring. Okay, All right, everybody turn back to Ephesians chapter 6. So we know what honoring means. It means we need to talk well, and we need to have our hearts in the right place. So here's a, this is a quote from a commentary, but I want you guys to help me think about it, okay? Everybody listening? You don't have it in front of you, so you got to listen to what I say. Here we go. To honor your father and mother means more than just to obey them. It's the inner attitude of the child towards his parents. Okay? So not only do you need to obey and actually do it, but you need to obey with a happy heart, as we tell my daughter. Okay? You need to obey with your heart in the right place, respecting and valuing your mom and dad. Okay? Now listen to this. This is what the commentator says. I want you guys to help me think and see if we agree with this or not. Okay? Everybody ready? He says, this is what's out. If you have to honor your parents, he says, selfish obedience is out. What do you think selfish obedience looks like? Give me an example of what selfish obedience might be. In the back. You're going to have to be louder. Disobedience, that would be true, but selfish obedience, when you are obeying, but it's selfish. Somebody, Taylor? Okay, so you're looking out for yourself, okay? Yeah, maybe you're going to get a reward out of it, okay? Okay, so obeying when you want to, okay? All right, so he says that's out. If you're really honoring your parents, 
selfish obedience is that? You might obey, but you're not doing it for the right reasons, okay? Here's the other one. He says reluctant obedience is that. What does that look like? Somebody give me an example. Completely hypothetical. I think it's safe here. Anybody? What you got? Yeah, I don't think you're speeding anytime soon. Good job. Somebody else. Reluctant obedience. What does that mean? You'll tell me anyway. Oh, that was hilarious. You should talk to the dad joke dude over there. All right. Reluctant obedience. Somebody actually give me a real example of what a reluctant obedience is. Yeah. So when your mom says, hey, can you please take out the trash? And two and a half days later, you take out the trash. And she's like, hey, why did you not do that? And you're like, I did it. But we both know you didn't, right? Okay, so reluctant obedience is out. Here's the last one. Obedience under terror. That's, a di- that's an interesting way to say it. Obedience under terror is out. What does that mean? Okay. Yeah. What if the only reason you obey is because you don't want to, I don't know if you all still get spankings anymore, if you get things taken away, if you don't get to talk to your friends, if you, you know, whatever, get grounded? What if the only reason you're obeying is so you don't get grounded? Do you think that's honoring your mom and dad? Answer is no. Honor your father and mother. This is the last part of his quote. You ready? This honor is to be shown both to mother and father, for as far as the child is concerned, they are equal in authority. And this is a little soapbox I want, I want to hit you guys with. You ready? Sometimes, some of you guys, man, y'all can talk to your mom about anything, but here she's a good listener. And talking to your dad, he just, I don't know, okay? Some of you, you can talk to your dad because, man, he, he kind of gets you, and your mom just doesn't understand. But here's the deal. God says in his word that you should honor your father and your mother, which means that as long as you have a father and a mother, you should work hard to have a good relationship with both of them. And one of them, it's probably going to be easier, and one of them, it's probably going to be harder. And you know what? God wants you to put in the effort. So you can decide. You don't have to tell me. You don't even have to tell your small group leader necessarily. But I need you to decide when you're done with this camp and you go home that you're going to work hard to have a good relationship and honor and respect both your mom and your dad. Okay? Honor your father and your mother. Now, the last thing I want to talk about, and this is a little bit little bit old for y'all. You think you can handle an adult topic here? See? All right. Let's pretend that we're talking to you in like, 10, 20, 30 years from now, and your mom and dad aren't like super young and fit like Teagle over here, but now they're like super old, like your grandparents old, and you're Teagle's age, okay? Let's pretend like that. Are you supposed to obey your mom and dad then? Sort of, okay? So here's the deal. As long as you're living in their house and you're eating their, you know, Lucky Charms or whatever, you obey your mom and dad. That's what God's called you to do. Someday you're going to move out and you're going to be your own family. Do you still have to obey your mom and dad? And the answer is, you don't have to obey them in the normal everyday stuff because now you're your own family. But do you still need to honor your mom and dad? The answer is, yes. What does honoring look like? It means how you talk about them and what you say about them and how you talk to them and whether your heart is in the right place when you respond to them. Okay? The other part about obeying and honoring your mom and dad when you're older is someday you're going to be the one or your husband or wife or whoever is going to be working. You're going to have money, and your mom and dad 
Well, they're going to be too old to work anymore. Well, who's going to take care of them when they get old? Guess what? You are, okay? And if you have like six siblings or five for me, it's great because, you know, you just shuffle them off on another sibling. No, just kidding. You don't do that. You get to be a part of taking care of your mom and dad. You know what's interesting? The Bible says you do this. Proverbs 23:22. don't despise your mother when she is old. And in 1 Timothy chapter 5, this is really interesting. Think about this. In 1 Timothy 5, Paul is writing and he's telling Timothy how to run the church. Okay, so let's pretend that the Apostle Paul is writing a letter to Pastor Dusty and saying, hey, this is how I want you to do your church ministry. He says, if someone is a widow, they're an old lady and their husband dies, you need to take care of them. It says you should honor widows who are widows indeed. But you know what he says first before you honor that widow? You should check and make sure that their kids can't take care of them because their kids should take care of them first. So even when you and your parents get old, if your parents need something, it shouldn't be the church's job first. It's your job first. And after you've taken care of them, then the church can come alongside and help, right? That's what the Bible says. It's interesting how in our society, most kids, you get to be teenagers, you get to be in college. What are you trying to do? You're trying to get as far away from your parents as possible. But I'm telling you what, having parents that love Jesus and want the best for you, it's a pretty cool deal. You should be thankful. So, command number one, you need to obey your parents because it's right. Number two, you need to honor your parents. Be kind and gracious. Remember, you're trying to, to respect them. So even in the way you talk to them, you don't want to be rude. You don't want to be casual. You don't want to talk to them like you talk to your friends. You want to talk to them like they're your mom and dad. Like they're over you. Like they have authority. You ought to say things like, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. You're like, whoa, 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 sir. We're a little progressive here. No, no, no. How about you respect your mom and dad and say the things that are helpful to them and are kind to them, okay? Again, not interrupting them and not being rude and abrupt. You're trying to love them in the way that you interact, okay? Now, let's real quick see what is the benefit for doing this. Why should we honor our father and mother? He says it's the first commandment with a promise. What he means by that is not that it's the very first commandment that ever had a promise attached to it. That's not true. There's actually more promises that are attached to other commandments says is this is a primary one. Sometimes we think, oh, well, there's some things we should do that are important and things that are kind of less important. And he says, this one, honor your father and mother, this is a primary first line commandment. And it has a promise with it. In verse 3, here's the promise. You ready? And these are, uh, these are on slides now. A is, you get a good life. He says, so that it may be well with you. So that it will be good with you. So that your life will be good. It's amazing what he promises here. This is a promise that those who obey their parents will enjoy a prosperous life. Now here's the thing. When I say a good life, what's something that pops into your head? When I say, man, you're going to live a good life, what do you think that looks like? Anything. I'm, I'm open here. Yeah, having the essentials. That's good. Yeah, whatever job you decide to have, you're like really awesome at it, okay? What else? Yeah, not having a bad relationship with your husband or wife, having a good marriage, okay? What else? What does a good life sound like? I was like, like, dream big. Come on, people. Oh, well, all right, all right. What's a good life? Being content, that's good. Having good friends. Man, you guys are like really mature. I had, I had bigger plans, okay? All right. What? 
Riches. There we go. Somebody had it. Thank you, Honda. Okay. Yeah, super pretty wife. Now we're talking. Sorry, Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, having a good relationship with your mom and dad. What'd you have? Dying at an old age. I like it. Last one. A job that you like, right? A job you enjoy, okay? Taking a good life. So here's my question for you. Is that what this verse is promising you if you honor your father and mother? Is all those things, a super pretty wife and riches and having a good relationship with your mom and dad? You know, if you're a guy. Answer? No. What do you think it does mean that he says you'll have a good life? That's what Taylor said. That was a good answer. But let's just think critically here for a second. Who gets to define what a good life is? This is an easy one. God does. When he says that it will be well with you, that you'll have a good life, who gets to decide what that looks like? God does. What's interesting is if you don't honor your and obey your mom and dad, your life is going to be all kinds of whatever mess that you get into. But God promises that if you submit and honor and obey your mom and dad, he will make sure that you get the best life that he has set out for you. Isn't that comforting? Now, it might not be everything that you think that your life should be, but it's going to be exactly the life that God wants for you. And I'll tell you what, I'm old enough to know now, God's plan usually works out best. All right? Now, last one. He promises not only a good life, but notice he says, also that you may live long on the earth. He promises a long life. Somebody said, who said dying at an old age? Somebody back there, I think. Okay? Somebody's saying dying at an old age. Well, in one sense, that is also true. God says if you honor and obey your parents, you're going to have a good life and a long life. Now, what's interesting is back in the Old Testament, the one that he's quoting, he said you're going to have a long life in the promised land. Well, the question is, are we Israel? Are we Old Testament Israel? Answer is, no, not really. Are we going to live in the promised land in Canaan? Answer is, yeah, no, not really. We're living here in America, right? So what does it mean that we're going to live long on the earth? Well, again... We want to say, oh, well, living long to me means I'm going to live to at least 80, at least 90, at least like 105. The answer is no. Who gets to define what a long life is? God does. If you honor and obey your parents, God promises that you will live as long as he wants you to. Now, in one sense, you're always always only going to live as long as God wants you to. But if you don't honor and obey your parents, and they say, please don't play with matches, and you play with matches anyway, and you burn the house down on top of yourself and die, well, guess what? Uh, That wasn't a very long life. But if you do obey and honor your mom and dad, God says he will let your life go as long as is good for you and for his glory. And again, I'm pretty okay with God's plan happening. Okay? So, honoring and obeying your mom and dad. So here's your last application. I'm going to read you something, and we're going to be done. You ready? Listen, application. Number one, you need to obey your mom and dad. Number two, you need to honor your mom and dad. Here's your last application. You should thank God for your mom and dad. Okay? You should be thankful that God has placed you in your family intentionally 
Thank him for providing a family for you, for parents who love you, who care for you, who love you enough to send you on a Bible youth retreat so you get to hang out with your friends and sing great music and hear the Word of God preached. You should be thankful for your mom and dad. Okay? Now listen, these are the last two quotes. I want you to listen. And I, I want you guys to think about these, okay? There's two different quotes I want you to listen to. Number one, I must obey my parents because the Lord bids me to do so. What he says is right for the simple reason that he says it. It is the Lord who determines what is right and what is wrong. Hence, when I obey my parents, I am obeying and pleasing the Lord. And when I disobey them, I am disobeying and disobeying, displeasing him. All right, here's the last one. You ready? Think about this. Children, obey your parents, for the Lord has commanded it. Obey them for the Lord's sake and with an eye to him. Just so you know, sometimes it's hard to obey and honor your mom and dad. Sometimes they ask you stuff that you really don't want to do. But here's the deal. You listening? You're not obeying them just for them. You're not honoring them just for them. You're obeying and you're honoring your mom and dad because it pleases God. And you know what? Your relationship with God, that's the roots of the tree, right? That's the most important relationship. And the way that you can honor and please God is by honoring and pleasing your parents. Okay? Let me pray for you guys. God, thank you very much for your grace. Thank you for the Bible that is so clear for us. God, I pray for all of these students and kids in here that they would work hard at obeying their mom and dad, at honoring their mom and dads, at being respectful and loving and serving them. Not just for their own sake, but because they love you and they want you to be pleased with them and their lives and so that your blessings can be on them and they can live a long, good life as long as you desire to give it to them. Thank you very much for your word. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Give it up for Joshua. Thank you, Joshua.